Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Captain Jack, as always. Jack, my my friend, mm-hmm. and it's good to see you. Yes, sir. How are you? Good. Good. We're doing a... People don't know this, but we're doing yeah. a back-to-back episode right oh, now. Man, so. you, oh, man. Sh- sh- pay no attention. <laughs> pay no attention to the podcasters behind the curtain. That's right. That's it feels right. like that one shirt that says "Back to Back World War Champs." Yes, that's so right. It just feels that way. That is what we are. we are. We are we are back to back podcasting champs. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly. what we do. That's what we do. All right. So, Jack, uh, before we hop into our episode, I have to read you. I have to read you some things. Okay. So apparently, <sighs> again, now all of this is confirmed. All of this is confirmed by Twitter. So we know how reliable that is. But it's actual. It's actual pictures, right? And I have confirmed that this is this is real. So can you send this to me on Twitter? Uh, here, at least I so will. Can, like... I will. Yes, I will send this to you. I will. I will DM this to you. No, okay. I can just text it because you're on Twitter. Send this to Jack. Okay, there. Okay, but 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 don't read it yet because okay, okay don't read it yet because I'm going to read these to you and I want to get your genuine reaction without you being spoiled by seeing it. Okay. Okay. So apparently, our old buddy, right, recently blocked, our old friend <laughs> Marky Mark, Dark right? Crystal, Dark AKA Crystal, Dark Crystal. Is up to his old tricks down in <laughs> Scottsdale. Okay, he's down in Arizona, obviously. And wouldn't you know it? Uh, like of all the things, like this is so out of pocket for him. I don't even. I don't know how people saw this coming, but apparently <laughs> he's starting a new sex and marriage series at his church. Okay, so I think he's calling it Real Romance. Okay, I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read you here. Are you reading it? Uh, no, don't yet, no. don't don't read it. Don't read. It. You promised. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna read you some of the billboards that he has outside of his church, <laughs> advertising this new service. Okay, here it comes. All right, this is the first one. This is the first one. 
Okay. This is in public. Okay. All right. Coming from a church. Are you ready for these? Here we go. The same God who heats up our valley wants to heat up your marriage. <laughs> what is you doing? <laughs> what? Are you writing a romance novel? What is happening here? Dude. It gets better. It gets better. It gets better. Hold on. Hold on. Here's the next one. There's there's three of these that I found. Okay. (laughs) Married? Question mark. Stop being cellmates and start being soulmates. (laughs) Okay. 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 This is the. This is the last one. Married couples, has your bedroom <laughs> become your boardroom? What? What? <laughs> this is, we're here to help. <laughs> Bro, can you imagine? Josh is Josh is I'm literally dying, dying dude. because of this Driscoll Dunn killed me shenanigans. Disc- Driscoll Dunn killed me, dude. And then it's literally trinitychurch.com slash real romance, bro. That is the cringiest, most. Who who thought? Okay, who thought? You know what we should do? We should put really really bad puns with like talking about (laughs) marital intimacy issues put them up on our billboard and that's gonna bring people in bro on top of it too those billboards look like some billboards that are prescription (laughs) drug kind of billboards yeah yeah exactly men's performance stuff going on here like what is that what are you doing it looks like It looks what? like yes. The signs they they look like. Let's be honest. They look they like look Viagra like, signs. They look. <laughs> they look like the church is honking Viagra. It looks like an ED commercial. People, this is why we make this podcast, bro. So you stay away from this garbage. Hashtag local church. Hey, we've got all the answers, <laughs> bro. I I that done slayed me, man. I can't even with this dude anymore well yeah anymore oh he has completely jumped the shark dude and this is so outrageous like you have to laugh otherwise you'll cry yeah you know what I i'm mean, saying y- like you that's honestly because you laugh too hard seriously so. <sighs> bro <laughs> the same god who heats up our valley wants to heat up your marriage <laughs> oh no dude <laughs> what is you doing baby what oh, dude. okay what would it take Jack, I know you just came back from Nevada. Oh my gosh. Well, what would it take for the reformatory nope. to get down there? <laughs> Do a little infiltration. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Basically so pay the Bellagio a thousand dollars to put one of those signs. Seriously, up or something dude. Like that. Well, uh, it's good to know. If you know, if any of y'all are having issues, you know, in your in your marriage, Mark Driscoll's there for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's there. That's, He's there. That's not very much of a yeah. help, people. No. Let's be honest. About <laughs> All right. So, Jack, we're gonna we're gonna move on because we got stuff to talk about. Before we do, 
We are getting to the reformatory cigar of the week. And surprise, surprise, ya boy. Yep. Josh here. I feel like I, you see, you have a cool nickname. I have given you a cool nickname, and it's Captain Jack. Yeah. I feel like I need one. You, you know what Ed calls me? He calls me Lofty Loftus. That's not bad. I feel like it's most not bad. people call you just Lofty. Lofty. That is true. That is true. I could just go by that. Anyway. J-Loft. I've, 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 J-Loft. J-Loft. So, <laughs> so it was, <laughs> yeah, so it's J, and so it's Joshua, and then Loftus, which is L-O, so I went by J-Lo for a while until <laughs> some obscure artist took my nickname. And, How dare you know, they? I'm still, How I, dare That they? lawsuit's still out there. I'm still waiting for that to come back. Anyway, I have the review for you today, mm-hmm. and this is a cigar from a company that is near and dear to my heart, Friends with the owner, his name is Justin, and I am uh, reviewing for you today a cigar from Shafio Cigar Company. Mm-hmm. Shafio Collection, uh, exclusively online. This is a very boutique. This is, Jack, I would I would go so far as to say that Shafio is as about boutique as you can get Yeah, when it comes to cigars. Dude, okay. they were, I think the... It, it was either it was a cigar in the see no, hear no, yep. speak no evil line yep. that it was rated. Apparently, like it was on his Instagram, it was rated pretty high. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 It's a fantastic stick, but this one, this one is a new. It's an exclusive limited run cigar that they just put out in mm. 2020. Two yes. at the end of 2022. I don't know if there's any left. You might actually still be able to get these. I think. Um, they might only have the Lanceros left, but it is the Freedom Fighter cigar. Mm-hmm. Okay, something you got to say about Chaffio, their design is on point. I don't know if Justin does this or 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 who is behind the graphic design of the bands of their sticks, but they've got it going on. Yeah. All right. So this Freedom Fighter cigar limited edition, fantastic strength. It's a nice full bodied cigar, but it did not punch me in the mouth. I had okay. it with I had it with some Coke. Yeah. Uh, so that that definitely helped, but it is a full cigar. So take your time with it. Puff easy, right? Uh, the draw was great. Had awesome smoke output. No relights. I uh, didn't. I might have. I might have had to touch it up maybe once, but that's about it. All right. Uh, it comes the Vitola, in a Vitola box press Churchill, which is what mm. I had. Fantastic. We're going with this Churchill. I know. We've, had, we've been Churchill heavy this we year. We had the Le, the Le Bijou Churchill, 1922 yep. uh, Churchill. Now we have this Freedom Fighter Churchill. Something yep. happened with Churchill's people. It did. It did. Jack, this is why I like this cigar. Are you ready for this? Here we go. The filler is Nicaraguan. Yeah. Okay. Per okay. use. Delicious. Yep. Yep. The binder is Ecuadorian Habano. And then the wrapper, the wrapper is a Brazilian Matafino. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This stick was delicious. I'm giving this like a a four and a half out of five cigars for a reformatory. It is a delicious, delicious stick. So good. Would I love you say, it. What, where kind of like uh, some tasting notes that you had? Yeah. So as heavy as it was, so you're definitely getting like like kind of the alfalfa, leathery, some dark notes, but it had it had a little. Like on the back end, like a little citrus, like a little floral. So like I got some like yeah. orange. Uh, I want to say on the, the notes they put on their website, I want to say they said like spice and orange. And I, I definitely got some of that. Um, but it is it is heavy forward. 
So like I said, take your time with it. But it wasn't just a pepper bomb in that like that's all you taste. It actually had some nuance to it. It was really good. Yeah, that that's pretty typical of I think Brazilian tobacco has that kind of yeah. orangey. I know mm-hmm. the Laranja by Espinosa, the first Laranja. Yep. It was like if you paired that with a chocolate orange, like oh, it's yeah. game on. It's it game was. on. So. Yep. The cool thing about nice. Chafio cigars is all like a pro, like portions of all their proceeds go to um, ending human trafficking. So it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic uh, cause to support. Justin, the owner, he's a uh, he he's a believer. He's a great guy. Uh, you guys need to head on over to Shafio Collection. It's spelled C-H-A-F-F-I-O-T. I believe it's French. I believe. I could be wrong, but the, the I-O-T, I think, is French. ShafioCollection.com. Get yourself some of the Freedom Fighter sticks. They are delicious. That is the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. Yes, sir. So what we're going to talk about is intimacy issues within the local church. No, we're not. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're going to leave that Ooh. for Marky Mark. He's got that. He's got that on lock. It's his favorite thing to talk about. What we are going to talk about is the local church, specifically what is the local church, right? This is a part two to last week's part one, and that uh, we are in our Back to the Basics series, and uh, we're going to, we're going to, uh, round out this question, what is the local church? So we talked about the universal church and then the local church broadly last week, and we're going to get uh, we're going to get into some specifics. We're going to get into some specifics this week as to in regards to what what needs to be present within a local church in order for it to be considered a biblical local church. In other words, uh, is a local church simply just when a bunch of people get together and they sing some songs and then they go away? Is that a church, uh, right? Or is the, the you know, where two or more gathered, right? Is there I am also, is, the, is that a church, right? Or, you know, when Jack and I get together to smoke cigars and, you know, maybe we talk about stuff like, are we having church, right? All of these questions, though they may seem basic, are real questions that people ask, and they're real things that are debated in our culture today as you have a bunch of different ideas about what constitutes a local church, right? Um, so there are there are three main, uh, I want to say, overarching um, characteristics that must be present in a local church in order for it to be considered biblical or three marks, if you will. Uh, I'm going to list that. And obviously there are so many more important aspects to a local church that make it biblical. Right. Um, But we're going to be kind of talking about the three main ones here. And then, you know, talking about kind of the things that, that trickle down from those. So Jack, I'm going to read these off and I'm going to throw it over to you. Okay. And we can take, we can take them one at a time. If you want, we can kind of, you know, tennis, back and forth, however you want to do this. But I'm going to read these off. All right. Um, I'm getting this from, um, I think it's, man, who who put this one out? I think this is a nine marks thing. Because I really like, I really appreciate nine marks and how they succinctly talk about stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
I'm going to summarize basically basically what is what what is being asked here. So basically, the the question is, what are the nece- necessary elements of a local church, right? Three main marks need to be there in order for a church to be considered a biblical New Testament church. First one, the preaching of the Word of God. That has to be there. The Word of God must be preached, and it must be preached soundly in order for that local church to be considered biblical, right? The administration of the sacraments or the ordinances, right? Rightly administered. That has to be there per command in Scripture in order for the local church to be biblical, and then third and finally, right, but not exclusively, like like we're talking about, but third and finally, the ministerial care of biblical leadership and oversight of the church, namely in discipleship and church discipline by biblically qualified pastors slash elders. Okay? Mm-hmm. That has to be there. So those are the three main marks. Now, obviously, as we already said, there's so much that trickles down from that that can and should be talked about and that we will we will be talking about throughout this series. But those are the three those are the three big ones that need to be there in order for the local church to be considered a biblical true local church. So, right off the bat, Jack, that really does kind of rule out just a bunch of people getting together <laughs> Singing some songs and like reading, you know, a devotional and calling a church, doesn't it? Yeah. I would say there's a big difference between a Bible study and a local church gathering. Mm. Um, Bible studies usually have snacks. But, you know, depending on your church, no, you know, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Didn't mean to derail that. Continue. Uh, I would say, like, even just hearing what you said, too, it's not too far off into chapter 26 of the confession of the second London Baptist confession, the 1689. Um, I was struck, gosh, there was one, um, it's like in chapter in paragraphs. No, it's not in paragraph six, but basically like there's a lot of stuff that you just said that is in chapter 26 in the different paragraphs in the 1689. Mm. Um, what you talked about too, uh, is interesting in paragraph seven it says to each of these churches, therefore gathered according to his mind declared in his word, he has given all that power and authority, which is in any way needful for their carrying on that order and worship and discipline, which he has instituted for them to observe with commands and rules for the due and right exerting and executing of that power. So basically like what you're talking about too and like preaching the word is kind of similar to that. Mm. Like the word is the gospel is the power to save, right? And preaching that gospel, there is power in that gospel in the preaching of the word. And so it's interesting just in paragraph seven where you can kind of have that. And then talking about it in paragraph eight where it talks about the the order, so to say, a particular, in paragraph eight, says a particular church gathered and completely organized according to the mind of Christ consists of officers and members. Mm-hmm. And the officers appointed by Christ to be chosen and set apart by the church, so called and gathered for the peculiar administration of ordinances. There we talked about it. There you go. Yep. Right there. And execution of the power or duty which he entrusts them with or calls them to 
to be continued to the end of the world are this is our bishops or elders or and deacons. That's right. Bishop is a fancy word for pastor. Let's be honest about that. Dude, I um, can we can we start something? <laughs> can we start can we Gosh, start we a movement? Here we go. We start a movement <laughs> to start referring in the Reformed Baptist camp, start referring to our pastors as bishops. Let's Bishop let's, Jack. Bishop Josh, come on now. Let's be honest. There are some denominations of some African-American churches that could well be particular Baptists that call their pastors bishops. Oh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, (laughs) our favorite favorite heretic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, baby. What is he doing? Um, Anyway, so like what you said is like not even like remotely far off of what we're going back and bouncing back off of of what we kind of subscribe to as far as confessionally, where we look at the Second London Mm -hmm. Baptist 1689. So like what you're talking about is absolutely within line of what a local church does based off our confession. Right. And even let's be honest, like going back to the to the Acts of the Apostles and going back to that. The church is established being birthed out of Israel, right? And what does Peter do? Peter preaches Mm -hmm. (laughs) to his fellow Jews talking about how these promises are fulfilled. Yeah. Right? And how you should be repent and and be baptized. So, I mean, all of this is going back to a biblical precedent that we are seeing in Acts where the church is being birthed there. So. It's going hand in hand. So right, right. Well, well, it 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 shows that in order for a local church to be biblical, a gathering of of believers to be a biblical local church, one of the primary marks of that is that you are central, that that you are centralized around Christ and His Word. Yeah. That the preaching of God's Word. It's not the preaching of your opinion. It's not the preaching of culture. It's not the preaching of of morals. It's the preaching of God's word, right? Which we know from John chapter one is inseparable from Jesus Christ, right? So when we talk about the word of God being preached and being central, we're talking about the person of Jesus Christ being central in the life of that church. That one of the primary marks is that you preach the whole counsel of God faithfully, right? And 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 I, I will add that because I do believe there are many churches out there, sadly, that preach the word of God, but do not do so faithfully. And I would say that they are not a biblical church, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not talking just a different interpretation, right? Like, uh, like you know, they preach a different eschatology or, you know, you know but, but are still within the realms of orthodoxy. I'm talking a completely different gospel, but are utilizing yeah. the word of God to do so. Right. So the word of God must be preached rightly within the realm of orthodoxy. Right. In order for that church to be biblical, we have to preach the word. Christ has to be central in our preaching. Right. So we need the word of God to be preached faithfully by qualified individuals in order for the church to be biblical. Right. And then he goes talking about the sacraments rightly administered, the ordinances rightly given rightly administered right so we're talking about uh, uh, uh baptism and communion 
And then if you're Presby, prayer. <laughs> right? <laughs> At least I'm pretty sure if I if I'm remembering back to my Presby days, right? But but definitely the big ones are baptism and and the Lord's Supper, right? Communion. They have been instituted as sacraments given to us by God to be beautiful beautiful representations and pictures of deep essential spiritual truths. Mm. So these must be present in order for a church to be biblical, right? We need to be following the command in scripture to be baptizing believers, right? Because we're reformed Baptists. We baptize believers, right? The Presbyterians have a different conviction of that. And they, they fulfill their conviction the way that they do, right? No hate, but it's just different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Baptism is a necessary, um, a necessary mark of a biblical local church, and we fulfill that. The Lord's Supper, communion, is a necessary sacrament and a necessary gift to be administered to the church mm-hmm. uh, that we partake in to remember, to recall the gospel. It's commanded by Christ and given to his church to take whenever we gather. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, both both of those are massively, massively important, right? Yeah, they're signs and seals. What, what we say usually in my local church yeah. is signs and seals. You have baptism is a sign of Jesus's how you are buried with Christ and raised with Christ. Uh, it's a seal that you are his, that... Um, he makes his promises. He fulfills his promises. He'll be with you even till the end of the age. And then even also in communion, you have this sign in which it's the Lord's death uh, in which you're kind of remembering and celebrating to that certain extent. But it's also a seal, too, that you're when you're gathered around the table, and I say this a lot to our members and to people who take communion on Sunday when I serve communion, it's a seal in which that you're gathered around a temporary table, but you'll be at his table forever in which he'll be the head at. Mm. And so it is both he is sealing you with the promises he's never leaving or forsaking you in this life nor the life to come. So, yeah. And then those signs are pointing back to, I would say, the death and resurrection of Jesus again, too, to be quite honest. Uh, I think that's so pivotal into what we see even in to a lot of the New Testament is focused on the resurrection of Christ and obviously Christ's death as well too, the atonement. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, super important. That is not just singing Kumbaya. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. No, no, that no, is, it's not at all. That is something that, and you don't, honestly, you don't get there in understanding the death and resurrection of Christ by just um, happenstance. Right. Like it takes, you know, obviously the preaching of the word, like we talked about, but then also gathering together with local believers and either deep diving into your Bible by yourself. Hopefully you started your Bible pen. Maybe you didn't. Uh, I'm in Genesis right now. It's not very fun because everybody's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we haven't we haven't gotten to the Abraham, I guess, part of it, where it's actually like the, the crux of Genesis. Right. It's more like people suck right now and then the flood comes. <laughs> yeah. Right. But exactly. uh anyway, yeah, it's um 
if you don't have local believers to, I mean, yeah, preaching the word is important on a Sunday. There's no doubt about that. But you do have to have discipleship throughout those day in, day out, you know, weekly yep. to even apply the word that you're getting on Sunday so it seeps down into you right. so that it gets into your system and that you're living that out. Right, which is so, where which is where that 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 third and final mark comes in. Yeah, is you need you know the the third one that we mentioned is you need biblical, biblically qualified pastors elders right because we use those terms synonymously a biblically qualified pastor elder to disciple and discipline the church, right? Discipleship must be there. Church discipline much must be there, and that's the one that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah, because that's the one that's not popular, right? Yeah. But Likes Jack saying, you could have like the word of God preached, but if the elders and pastors aren't shepherding, they aren't doing their job. They aren't they aren't leading the church. They aren't caring for the church. They aren't they aren't disciplining the church, right? It's not going to be very effective, mm-hmm. right? And you need that structure there. You need that accountability there. You need discipleship there. You need discipline there. And that's that's something that obviously trickles down from the biblical leadership, but it's something that we all do, right? In our Baptist polity, discipline isn't the sole responsibility of the leadership, right? It comes to the congregation. It comes to yeah. us, right? Yeah. But we need to understand what that means and how to go about that. And one of the primary ways that we do understand that is through the faithful teaching of biblically qualified men that are caring for the church in those ways. Yeah. Right? We need that, right? And I think both Jack and I have experienced, you know, what we've both experienced the effect that both good and biblical leaders have on a church and bad and unqualified leaders have on the church, right? Yeah. And it's it's something that that I think really needs to be spoken of is that if you don't have church discipline, if you don't have that accountability in your church, you are not a biblical church. Yeah. You're not a New Testament biblical local church because there's no way for the wolves to be driven out and for the sheep to be protected. There's no accountability. And I know that some churches take this too far and they're like, oh, we're all about that church discipline. We excommunicated three people last month. It was great. Right. And like there are individuals that <laughs> boast about this. And I always find that really weird and really sad. But we need church discipline. There needs to be accountability in the church. Yeah. There needs to be qualified leaders in the church. There needs to be biblical discipleship in the church. Without it, you are not a biblical New Testament local church yeah. and it needs to be said and I think it's especially the church discipline one Jack I feel like it's one that's often kind of skirted around because it's it's not popular you know it's not something it's not popular to talk about just because discipline in and of itself is not a it's not a fun thing to it's not a fun thing to go through and it's not a fun thing to administer if you have to yeah and that's also something that's very um, unique to a church, this Mm -hmm. symbiotic kind of covenant relationship that you are having with a group of people. Like they are holding you accountable (laughs) to what you have confessed and said. And if you have confessed that Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart that he has been raised from the dead and he's Mm -hmm. ruling and reigning right now, there is some accountability that needs to happen within that confession too. It's not just you going off 
saying that you are a Christian and you can do whatever you want right now. That doesn't, we've had councils about this people. <laughs> like yeah. that's not, nope. That's not how this works. How this, how a community of believers is to be structured is through not only transparency from the leadership, but also a, the symbiotic relationship that's happening in which if pastors fail, they're held accountable. Mm. If members fail, they're held accountable through other members. Um, so yeah, I think that's a pretty crucial aspect that I think no other, I mean, yeah, you can see it in the way that we elect officials and then if they don't promise us stuff, we just kick them out of office. But <laughs> well, Hold on. Do we, though? Hold on. Do we? Are you sure about that? Are you uh, sure about that? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Maybe. I feel like there are so many people that need to be kicked out that have not been for yeah. 50 years. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That's just my... That's. that's but I mean... The, that's, there, yeah, I would say that's a whole nother conversation about like how like a public kind of covenant in that way. Maybe yeah. I don't Jack's know. the Jack's the political <laughs> science guy, so like I always like I I love arguing with Jack about this stuff because <laughs> um, Jack Jack has such an optimistic. Okay, <laughs> you're so optimistic, and I love that about you. That's not wrong. Yeah. I wish I was more like you. I wish because like I I truly wish. I truly wish I was more like you and that I'm op- that you're optimistic, but it always we always butt heads because you're always like, hey, you know what? Systems aren't perfect, but they do work, right? And and, and like we're working to it. I'm just like, it's all, it's all horrible. It's all going <laughs> to hell in a handbasket. Nothing works. Burn it all to the ground. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was a weird tangent. It's fun times. It's fun times trying to talk about those. I don't know if I, I don't this is the other thing. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's like Thomas Hobbes and John Locke, right? I'm talking Who? about <laughs> this is <laughs> Are these are these characters from Hamilton no, or something? They're, not. they're real they? people, okay. Josh. <laughs> Thomas Hobbes was a was a guy is, who is, wrote this, the, is this the tiger in the in that comic strip? No, <laughs> Thomas Hobbes is a guy who wrote a book called The Leviathan and talks about how monarchy and government is good and how if if rightly in place everything will go right. But he also says like without government, like life is worthless. Oh my and it's gosh! Like, dis- and it's like I feel like sometimes I'm like I'm like Thomas Hobbes to Josh. Like yeah. I'm trying to tell him yeah, how. That's right. You know, certain yeah. systems of government are good and right. And yeah. Josh is like, burn it, burn the it all. The British are coming. <laughs> Let me die. Seriously. <laughs> oh, geez. Good gracious. Jack, final thought, final thoughts on these, these, these big three, these big three on the local church. Uh, and then, and then we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. Yeah. So, I mean, just like we said previously, like this is not, I think these three distinguish it very much so, so that it it rules out factors that say, that have somebody come up and say, well, I can do whatever, I can be the church. Mm, yeah. Okay, yeah, to, I mean, to a certain degree you're not wrong, but then to a certain degree you're being very unbiblical. Like you're right. just like, not, yeah, you you are part of the church, but yeah. you are not the church, right? You're not being <laughs> obedient to what yeah. God is calling you to do, and that is to gather with a local body of people who 
believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and are there to worship him. Um, And then to also partake of the sacraments as well, too. Um, Man, there's just so much thing. There's so much goodness that happens. I think this is what people get confused about. There's so much goodness that can happen. And I think that it's hard, I guess, coming out of the season that we came out of where people were like, kind of like fighting about, do we go to church or do we put on a church service on Christmas day or don't we? Good gracious. But then it's like, if you think about like, let's be honest, gathering together with your local body of believers is always something. If you really love, I guess the Lord, you'll have a heart for the, his people. Mm. Yep. That's true. And even like in a, on a holiday, I feel like there's still a part of me that's like, I'd rather be with God's people and like be around them than just not myself mm-hmm. and like my family, even though my wife and I are both believers and like she is a part of my family and that's not a bad thing, but it's like a gathered body of believers does more than you think it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It encourages you. It gives you more of a heavenly, dare I say, optimistic <laughs> mode yes, of you looking can. at life giving you some hope here and there i don't know i think that that's a very different thing yeah. than then and i and i and even just in the ancient realm too how pagans saw christians worshiping by even using the system of a synagogue mm. going to that synagogue and then paul would use that synagogue to preach christ they never had anything like that in paganism, in ancient paganism. Mm. There was nothing like that. There was no way to communicate this hope uh, and to communicate the gospel so clearly and effectively while also kind of like having this communal tie to it. So we are, I don't know, I think I'll use this for the rest of the series, but we we are submissive to a certain point as, as the church, but we're also subversive. Like we're submissive in the, in the fact that, you know, Peter calls us to, you know, honor and pray for those and kind of submit to the local government. But we're also subversive because King Jesus is our King. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and, and if, amen. And if we're told to deny him, like that ain't happening, Jack, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Like there may be consequences to that. Let them be, but we're both submissive and subversive. And so Mm. those things are very important to why we talk about the local church and why it's gathered together and why it gives us hope for the future, hopefully for some of us. Oh yeah, it's there. It's there. It's there. I just have to just have to work at it. I just have to dig it out. Uh, Yeah. Cold dead heart. My cold reformed (laughs) Baptist heart. It's there. No, that's one hundred percent, Jack. Yeah, I can't. I can't add anything better to that, dude. Like the local church is so important, and I guess, I guess I would just say like those. Those are the three big ones. If you're a mm-hmm. church, if you if you can look at the church that you're gathering with, and yeah, my church does these. Awesome, fantastic. If your church doesn't doesn't do these, then I would I would I would say like it it it, it is a good conversation to have with the leadership. Right. And obviously do it in grace and humility. And depending on how those those conversations turn out, like you you want to be gathering with a local church that preaches the word of God rightly. Right. That 
has uh, the the sacraments, the ordinances rightly administered, and has biblical qualified leadership that is discipling and disciplining the church. You need that. You need that as an individual, and the church needs that as a whole. So those are the three big ones <laughs> to, to, to think about and ask yourself. There are so many more that Jack and I are going to get to in this series, right? Talking about like what, you know, the ins and outs of uh, church and what, you know, all just, we're, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but those are, those are the good three to start with and, uh, and, and be asking yourself that about your church. So yeah. Jack, my friend, Big Eva has sung. Mark Driscoll is uh, up to his shenanigans, and uh, it's Mark time Bis- to... Mark Driscoll has opened his mouth again. Dr. Driscoll. Ins- inserted his foot into it. Yeah, um. seriously. That's what he does. <laughs> that mouth-shaped foot. Anyway, Jack, get us get us out of here, my man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate our this series coming into the new year, talking about the local church, talking about how its centrality in your life is important for your encouragement and your hope and your optimism see the Lord Jesus anew, afresh in your life, to see that you too can continue this conversation on the sociables, on the metaverse, mm-hmm. uh, bleeding cash every day. Not only bleeding cash, but laying off people like it's their job. That's right. Um, it'll go down in the next 24 hours. Uh, Instagram yep. goes well with chocolate marshmallow. Very yep. nice to look at. Very visually appealing. Instagram is so Instagram and then you also have the Twitter the tweaker the Lou Blue Bird the Muskerville site a land of scum and villainy if you will (laughs) (laughs) deep cut reference I like that (laughs) anyway you can follow us all on those sociable platforms at the tag at reformatory pod Josh you can tell the lovely people how they might support our endeavors Absolutely. Well, you can support our endeavors by heading to Patreon. We do have a Patreon, and for $5 holla, if you believe in what Jack and I are doing, if you want to support us, if you want to help us out, you could become a Patreon supporter, get some cool perks, and have your name hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. You can head to Apple. Rate us on Apple. We really appreciate that. Rate us on iTunes, Apple, whatever. If you're, if you're listening to this on an iPhone... You are most likely listening to it through through the Apple uh, podcasting app. So you just scroll all the way down. You hit five stars. You don't even need to write anything. Writing writing a review is optional, but we really would appreciate those reviews. Helps get the ratings up. Helps get it out to more people, right? And you start like seeing like the different podcasts people are listening to and stuff like that. And oh, ooh, I'm gonna click on this one. I'm gonna click on this one. Ooh, Reformatory. They have a cool logo. I wonder what they're about. And then oh man, such. Such such infectious laughter. I love this. Captain Jack, he sounds handsome, right? And then they just stick. <laughs> and they just stick. And, and that's how it works. And you can help us out. We would really, really appreciate that. We thank you guys for listening. We're excited for this series. We're going to catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs> <laughs>